we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez here with another episode of Interstate Geeks, and I'm here with my good friend, Nate, how's it going, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Joey? I'm doing wonderful, man. It's been it's been a couple of weeks since we sat down and talked to each other. I think I say that every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on with you? I'm staying busy, so I'm heading down to uh, southern Arizona for work this week, so I'll be in Yuma and Tucson for a couple of days. And, awesome. Uh, uh, as we record this, uh, when it gets released, I will be uh, in the midst, I believe, or just finished uh my uh, marathon ruck march in new mexico nice, so, nice. Yeah. so you'll be listening to this episode as you run right possibly yeah <laughs> that's awesome man so yeah that that probably won't motivate you at all i don't know we'll see <laughs> all right man so you know what hold on we got to talk about the elephant in the room yes you brought me something i did uh yeah so someone had a birthday i wonder <laughs> who uh so uh, I love Amazon Prime because you yeah. get everything in, in two days. Uh, so I ordered something for you uh, back closer to your birthday, but uh, it, they they shipped it to me in two days, but they didn't have it in stock. So uh, okay. this is a very late birthday present. But, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and- Cool. Uh, so let's go ahead and open it yeah, right here so, on so air. So describe the wrapping paper first off, because it's, so, it's awesome. Yeah, this is really cool wrapping paper. So you got Avengers- and it's pretty. I almost like don't want to rip this apart. I want to like be one of those people who opens it very like slowly, because the wrapping paper is cool. But I mean, it's just paper. Whatever, it's gonna get tossed away. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. So I only had double sided tape at home, so it, okay. the wrap job is is not that great. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. So. Oh man, yeah, you you tape this thing pretty good. Well, yeah, <laughs> I had to make sure that the the item inside was not damaged. Okay. So. All right. Well. It look, doesn't look like it is. Here, get rid of that. Oh, dude, this is awesome. You got me. Oh, this is so cool. This is a Batman figure. Which Batman is this? That is Red Rain. That is from oh, the uh, 1991 yeah. when uh, Bruce Wayne was bit by that's a vampire. So cool. Okay, that's awesome. That is way cool. It is. Uh, it's from. It, is this a signature series? Like not a signature. So what do they call these ones? I. I. It's a special edition. Special, yeah, because yeah. it's got some really cool, cool uh, wrapping on here. It's like gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the box uh, is quite unique. Yeah. This is really cool. That. That's really awesome, man. Hey, thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. I'm happy to give. That's it really you. awesome. Really cool. Funko Pop. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I'll take pictures of this and show you guys uh, later on. So right now we're gonna. Sit, he's gonna stare right at me while we do this. So. Man, I appreciate that. That's really cool. That's uh, that's I I didn't get you anything. <laughs> well, my birthday was uh, it was a while ago, so don't worry about All that. All right, it's coming up again soon. Yes, another year. Not or really. So. Yeah, another year or so. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and get into it, guys. We got some really cool stuff. We got some awesome geek news for you guys. Uh, uh did you bring anything fun for us today? Oh, I always do. Uh, All right, and then we have. We got some geek news. We got some backseat driver, some road trip. Nate is going to bring us a really cool, fun quiz, right? Is that, yes. All right. And then uh, we'll talk to you guys a little bit about what's on the horizon. So let's jump right into this. But first, a word from our sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for our, our, our sponsors uh, there for chiming in with, for us. Nate, you got anything first up here for Geek News? Yeah, this was a huge one. This was announced today, so uh, uh, today, February 25th. Uh, this is a big, big deal. Uh, I saw this right as I was leaving work tonight. Uh, Bob Iger to step down as Disney CEO effective immediately. Oh, yeah, that's huge news. That's absolutely crazy when I read that. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, it, it really affected things. I guess uh, shares of Disney fell about 2.5% after the announcement was made. Really? Yeah, uh, so uh, he said, uh, we're not concerned at all about creating any confusion, Iger said of the arrangement. So what's going to happen is he's stepping down and... And uh, he will be like an like an, a, a member of the board of directors. Uh, okay. Bob, I believe it's pronounced Chapik. Okay. Uh, who most recently served as chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products will assume the role of CEO effective immediately. Uh, so Chapik will continue to report to Iger and be appointed to the board of directors at a later date. So, uh, okay. yeah, but I mean, I'm just kind of looking at everything that Iger has done because he came on board in about uh, in 2000, late 2005. Uh, tons. I I would argue that of uh, anybody in Disney history, the only person that has had a bigger impact on the Disney Corporation was Walt, Walt. Disney himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just looking at, I mean, even what he's done for their stock. Uh, I I took a picture here of of uh, what it was like when he took over to today. So when he took over, a share of Disney stock was twenty three dollars and eighty cents. Wow! Today it's one hundred and twenty eight dollars and twenty cents. Oh man! Uh, but you just think about everything that has happened with Disney since two thousand five. Yeah. I uh, I recall back then uh, Pixar was having a really difficult time yeah. uh, making negotiations and stuff like that with them. Uh, he was able to get all of that stuff stone clad. So yeah. Disney and Pixar they're synonymous now. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of what happened at the Disney parks. Uh, well, I mean, they've, they've got uh, huge advancements that have happened in yeah. the, uh, the animatronics in the rides and the experiences. Uh, I think it's pretty amazing. So, uh, I mean, my hat's off to the guy. I, I am yeah. curious as to why he chose to step down when he did. I mean, he, there is some stuff here saying that he kind of wants to focus on some creation and stuff yeah, like that yeah. at Disney properties. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really uh, I'm sad to see him go, but I'm also really excited to see what uh, we've got coming up yeah, in the future. I just hope that they. I mean, can lightning strike? I mean, lightning struck twice with, you know, Walt and then him. Yeah, 
can they can they do a third a third time? You know, I think Disney is big enough now it's, that it's kind of the too big to fail <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, possibly, man. Yeah, because he he how, how what did he saw since he saw he saw the Pixar come in Lucasfilm. Um, he, he saw the Fox deal go through. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, tons and tons of stuff. Disney Plus, yeah, all kinds of stuff that happened uh, since his since his reign, I guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, I think the cherry on top was the, bringing in all the 20th Century Fox properties and, oh, and yeah. getting all yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, Marvel came on board during that Marvel time. Just, well, I, yeah. I mean, it's amazing what has happened to Disney just since he took over. So, yeah, uh, I mean, good on him. Good on yeah. him. Cool, cool. I've got one here. I've got some really cool stuff. So. You are a big fan of Lock and Key, right? Yes, sir. Are you a fan of the Sandman universe? Um, kind of. Okay, well, you're going to half love this next story here. <laughs> IDW and DC are going to be teaming up this October for a crossover with Lock and Key and Neil Gaiman's Sandman universe. Really? Yeah, it's, they're going to be coming out with... I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing or if it's going to be like kind of just like a... Just a couple of books or whatever, but they're going to be doing a, a lock and key, hell and gone at Sandman, Sandman Universe crossover event. So I don't know how many books books it's going to um, be, but IDW and DC are teaming up to do that. So basically, what it is is, uh, you know, um, you know, lock and key has already kind of played with that kind of universe. Yeah. So now. Uh, you know, the dream world is going to be kind of uh, uh, intertwined with the lock and key kind of universe. Um, IDW tweeted this out. If you think you can unlock the gates of hell and just invite yourself in, you must be dreaming. Hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. I've never really been too much into uh, uh, the Sandman universe. I know my one of my brothers was a big uh, reader of Sandman and it was one of his favorite series. But uh, but I I never really got into it myself. I know they brought it back with the dreaming and stuff in, in not too long ago. Yeah. Um. But man, because of this lock and key business going on, going on right now, this is pretty big, it's pretty huge uh, news. I think. So have they mentioned any of the creators behind it? Is oh it... yeah yeah they definitely have Joe Hill okay and Gabriel right. Rodriguez and Neil Gaiman all right are all are all on board to, to... all wonderful creators. So yeah. I I don't have my doubts that it'll be good um and i guess it would mix uh it's just kind of unusual so <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought it was very interesting that's so, really cool yeah i thought it was cool uh so last night i was uh just perusing twitter as i'm as i'm prone to do <laughs> uh and i uh, i follow chris evans because he's he is a national treasure doing that and, that uh, can get you into trouble man <laughs> it, it, it is a rabbit hole uh so last night he posted a link to a story from hollywood reporter and uh it was describing the new uh little shop of horrors story that's coming out i've got that on my list you got it yeah and uh and it said that th- they were looking at him for potentially taking a role. Uh-huh. And his only comment was an emoji of a tooth and an exclamation point. Yeah. So I hurried and looked at it. And uh, Chris Evans is in negotiations to play a key character <laughs> in Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, so it looks like they want him to be Oren Scrivello. Audrey's yeah. abusive and sadistic boyfriend who finds great pleasure in his chosen profession. Yeah. 
so, so cool. he is the dentist. I thought this was really cool because I re- I read I read this uh, according to Hollywood Reporter. Obviously, the Endgame alums Chris Evans and ScarJo yeah <laughs> are in talks to do the movie. Uh, well, we already kind of knew that that uh, uh, Johansson was already going to be doing this to play Audrey, right? Yeah. I thought it was really cool to see Chris Evans. You know, I, how I, how do you feel about that? I kind of think I like that because I, I haven't seen him in a role kind of like this. So I was talking to my wife. You need to see Knives Out. You need to see it. Uh, okay. Because he's a conniving, snotty, spoiled <laughs> turd in okay. that movie. Okay. And, and he does very well at that, huh? He's really good at it. And so I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, John Krasinski was in the running to be Captain America as well. Oh, uh, yeah, for a while, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my wife and I were talking about that, and she was like, you know... There's tons of rumors that he wants to be or that they people want him to be uh, the new Mr. Fantastic. I've seen those, yeah, yeah. I think he would do good at it. I think that would be um, cool. But my wife was like, I don't know, I always just see Jim Halpert. Like I, she's like, I, I can't yeah. see Jim yeah. Halpert as a Captain America, or I can't see Jim Halpert as 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 Hugh Evans doing from else. from Knives Out. And she's like, I couldn't see John Krasinski doing the dentist on this. She's like, he was a wonderful Captain America, but I hated him in Knives Out. Like you're oh, supposed you mean Chris to, Chris Evans, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so, anyways, when I told her that, yeah, he's going to be the dentist in in uh, in Little Shop of Horrors, she was like. Oh yeah, there's no way John Krasinski could do that. Like you just, I just see Jim Halpert and everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is the same role that Steve Martin had in the 1986 movie. Uh-huh. Uh, what really stood out to me, and I didn't know that uh, about it until just uh, when I was reading this, but Greg Berlanti is going to be the one. Uh, yeah, creating this. I, saw I was that unaware too. of that, and uh, so he's the mastermind behind a lot of the uh, Arrowverse. Uh, yeah, the Arrowverse yeah. shows. So. Yeah. And and they've done a musical show before. It was a crossover with Supergirl and uh, The Flash. I know. I yeah. It, I wasn't Come that on. impressed with it either. But we know <laughs> that he I can direct. That's when I stopped watching it. all of it. Yeah, we know we, that he can direct <laughs> musical stuff. So uh, okay. I I'm really getting excited about this Little Shop of Horrors movie. I think yeah. we're going to have a lot of fun with that. One, I so. you know what I I've, I've said this on the on on past episodes where I, I'm not a big musical fan. I mean. There's probably the one, maybe two musicals. I mean, okay, two, maybe three musicals in my head that I can remember, you know, being around it in my childhood would probably be, um, you know, obviously Grease. Yeah, you've mentioned that a time or two on the show. <laughs> don't pull my card. <laughs> and then and then probably Little Shop of Horrors. Um I don't know, would Crybaby be be a musical? <laughs> kind of. That was that Johnny Depp and Ricky Lake thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that You're, one? <laughs> well, I, I just remember it in the periphery. I don't think I ever yeah. sat down and watched it. Yeah, but yeah. I've, you got to watch it. Like it's like a car wreck. You got to... You gotta slow you, down. You and have watch. to stop and watch it. Yeah. All right. I can see that. <laughs> I've actually grown into liking some of them as I've come into adulthood. Like I love Sweeney Todd. That one's one of my favorite okay. of all time. Yeah. I've never. Uh, the only the only time that I've actually seen Sweeney Todd is the Johnny Depp one. Didn't didn't go well. Uh, I've seen it performed <laughs> live several times. Okay. And yeah, it's really good. I I enjoy the story of it and everything. It's always yeah. good to watch it around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, and stuff. now the only time the only. <laughs> Yeah, when I think about Sweeney Todd, I always remember that Office episode with oh, that's right, Andy Bernard. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> All right, I've got one here. Do you know what? I've kind of got an ongoing kind of uh, theme this this uh, week for my stuff. It's mostly like comic book 
type stuff and toys and because the toy fair was not too long yeah. ago. Um, so, uh, this next one uh, is, is about a book that I didn't really, I didn't pick up, but I've been wanting to pick up. And then I heard that they're going to be doing a really cool TV show on sci-fi. So I don't know if you heard, have you heard of Vagrant Queen? Queen? I've heard of it, yeah, but so, not, yeah, I couldn't begin to tell you what it's about. So sci-fi is going to be adapting creator-owned Magdalene Visaggio and Jason Smith's uh, Vagrant Queen. And the, the trailer just dropped, which was really, really cool. I don't know if you've seen it. it. It kind of excited me. Okay. And it definitely is kind of like a sci-fi movie. Have you watched, have you seen like sci-fi channel movie oh, yeah. shows there? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely in that kind of, if that's, that they definitely have kind of their, their t- type, you know okay. what I mean? But here's the comics synopsis for the, for this, for the book. And I, I didn't get to uh, look up the synopsis for the actual show, but this is the book uh, synopsis here. Former child queen Alita was driven from her throne at at the age of 10 and forced to wander the galaxy, evading the revolutionary forces that wanted her dead when an old frenemy claims to know the whereabouts of Alita's long-lost mother. She is forced to return to her former kingdom and stage a rescue. That's that's number the the book the number 1. Okay. Uh so um, really great, great uh book. I think I'm actually I might go back and kind of go on Comicsology and read it, um, because I want to kind of uh I think I'm doing I'm doing the same thing right now with Lock and Key. I'm going back and reading. I finished Lock and Key uh, on Netflix. And now I want to go back and read it and kind of revisit kind of okay. the differences and similarities and things like that. So I think I'm gonna do that with this one as well. All right. Um, it's I think it's still out going on ongoing right now. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, we've mentioned uh, The Office a couple of times uh, so <laughs> okay. far this episode. Uh, so uh, they there was one thing that they didn't reveal in the penultimate episode of The Office. Okay. Which, if you recall, in season two, Jim gives, he gets Pam for the Secret Santa. Uh-huh, yeah. He gives her a teapot with a bunch of little goodies in it. And there's a card. Do you remember what he does with that card? Um... He like when he when I can't remember. He would, did he like pocket it? That's right. Yeah. Okay, okay, he didn't let okay, her read it. Okay. And uh, in the second to last episode of The okay. Office, he gives it to her. And the last episode, everybody keeps asking her what it's about at that that thing they go to, uh-huh. and they never revealed it. Okay. Uh, did they reveal it? Jenna Fisher finally revealed what was in Jim's teapot oh, note to man. Pam on The Office. Oh my gosh! I think we I think we should like almost go and get my wife. <laughs> And ta- and tell her to come in and, and talk about this one because she loves The Office. It's like her most favorite oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, my wife too. And and I'm I. Guarantee, That's why our wives get along so much. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee that this will make them tear up. Uh oh. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, this is uh, from today uh, by Drew uh, Weischultz. So the romance between Jim and Pam on The Office just got better, if that's even possible. Uh, On the latest episode of the Office Ladies podcast, hosted by former Office stars Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, Fisher revealed what was in the note that Jim, played by John Krasinski, wrote and put with a teapot gifted to her character, Pam, during the Christmas episode of Season 2. Fans will recall that as Pam admired the teapot and all the goodies he stuffed inside it, a nervous Jim took the card back before Pam could find it. 
Pam later learned about and read the note during an episode in the show's ninth and final season. I'm the only one who knows, and John knows, Fisher said to Kinsey of the card's message. The actress said the note had nothing to do with Pam and Jim, but was instead <laughs> a letter Krasinski wrote to Fisher about their experience on the Emmy-winning comedy as the show came to an end. Okay. In that episode in season nine, I believe that the producer Greg Daniels suggested to John that he write a personal message from himself to me just saying what our time together on The Office meant to him. Uh, Fisher said while choking up, we were wrapping up the series and we were all so emotional at that time. And so that was his goodbye, she said. Fisher said that scene where she read the note was a tough one for her. I'm on camera and I open up this note that John's written me and I just start crying, she said. Wow. I just start bawling. The first take was probably not usable. <laughs> So what exactly did Krasinski write that touched Fisher so much? She'll never tell. Oh. It was the sweetest note, and on camera, Pam says, I'll never say what it said, but just know it was perfect. Well, I'll never say exactly what John wrote, but I will say just know it was perfect. So John Krasinski, who is another American treasure, yeah. <laughs> uh, he wrote a very touching note to her, just telling her what it what an experience it was working with her, and that's what is in okay the card. Cool. I kind of wish that I knew exactly what was said. <laughs> you like you like built that up, and I was like ready to hear it, and then I didn't get it. What? It, it, but it, it was just a very touching thing. So instead okay, of a, a well, note from Jim to Pam, it was a, a note from John to Jenna, and yeah, just saying yeah. how how much he he kind of liked working. I kind of thought that when I said I was like, I bet you they just kind of like wrote something silly to each other. Um, that's cool though. I guess I guess that's really cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't bring it down. I I thought it was really touching. No, no, it was good. I, I, it's me. It's me. <laughs> I highly recommend it. By the way, that uh, that podcast. Uh, it's yeah. really really good. They're going through every episode. Her and Angela are going through every episode. We don't talk about other po podcasts on. This hey, as podcast. long as they're listening to them after this one, I don't care. No, yeah, we uh, we um actually that's how I got my well I, I didn't get my wife actually brought it to me. And I was like, hey, that's she's actually w listening to podcasts? That's yeah. kind of cool. And I was like, are you listening to mine? She's like, no, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I see how it is. I'll just create more more, more podcasts, and <laughs> eventually there's going to be something that you like that you'll listen to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got another one. Well, you stole my, you stole my, my third one here. But we just recently had uh, the Toy Fair. Right. Yes. Uh, as this this recording is released, it's going to be quite a while away. But I thought this one was really cool. Are you familiar with McFarland Toys? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember when they all came out and all that stuff? They were pretty huge and they were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had all the points of articulation. Yeah, and and, and, then, and then even to this day, they've just gotten a whole lot better. And, yeah. And and it's just like the the the. The detail, the great detail that goes into the sculpting of these toys and 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 the making of these toys are just amazing, real right? Yeah. So McFarland just revealed that he is going to be doing a Kickstarter f uh, to recreate the the original line of Spawn toys. Hmm. Pretty freaking cool, right? Yeah. So what it is is he's going to be doing uh, all these all these classic. He's going to release them in the classic packaging, you know, kind of. 
tweak the uh, uh, the 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 letters of the of the logo and do kinds of things, but then he's gonna release them in the classic pass- packaging. Uh, he he pretty much said that. Uh, he said, "I'm gonna start with uh, with Spawn, and then eventually he's gonna get to to the other six characters." And then uh, he did use uh, the words that you know it's it's he described it as as kind of digitally remastering the original stuff to the way that they do the sculpting now. Uh, it's it's actually really cool. I saw I saw a video that he put up there, and he had a prototype of it. It was it was so freaking cool, dude. So it was it's way cool. It's not necessarily a re-release of the old toys, but a complete uh, reconfiguration of yeah. them. Yeah. So okay. so All it's right. going to be the same style. Yeah. It's going to be ha- have the same kind of costume and the look to it, and and the 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 capes kind of gonna have this hinging kind of thing, just like the original did. And, but it's gonna be instead of like a re-release of the old stuff, he's gonna do it do it the way they do it now with a better kind of uh, feel to it with uh, with the old school toys uh, look to it. So it's, right. it's really really cool, just like a revamping of the original stuff. Yeah, so they're, it was and they're really probably cool. gonna be sixty five seventy five dollars a piece, right? Uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but he did say that they're gonna have about five or six buy in levels. Okay. So you're gonna have because it's a Kickstarter, sure. so you're gonna have many different tiers, um, from go from low to high. So I don't know how low it is. He didn't give any price points yeah. yet, but um, but I thought it was really cool. It kind of excited me when I saw the video because he threw it on Facebook and Instagram and all those YouTube things and uh, these new fangled dangled uh ways of <laughs> right. letting people know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, how it excited me, man. That's it pretty was so amazing. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wonder if each tier is another action figure or something. Or, I don't or know. something cool. Yeah, yeah. something. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, some of these people the way they do these uh these kickstarters. I think they do very well when when they give you a variety of different things at different different levels. Yeah. Um. You know, because you're you're going for like I recently uh did a Kickstarter and and, and back to uh. One of my, uh, one of the people that we interviewed for another show that I do, yeah, and um, and, and it was really cool because he had different things on the actual level that I actually purchased at, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm getting this thing. This is what I really want, but I'm also getting something else pretty yeah. cool too. So, I think I like when they when they kind of do those varieties and things of that nature. So, yeah. What well, else awesome. you got? All right, uh, I I I hesitate bringing this story tonight. Uh, oh, oh no! <laughs> because I I don't want to bring any light to to somebody's death, uh, especially somebody's okay. tragic death. Right. Uh, at this, on the other hand, I am a firm believer in the Darwin Awards. Okay, and uh, so when I saw the video of this happen, it was I felt so conflicted inside. Uh, so Daredevil Mad Mike Hughes dies in a crash of his homemade rocket in California. Uh, so Mad Mike, he developed a lot of rockets over the years, right? And, uh, he launched himself. This was what he kind of did. Uh, he was also a very famous flat earther. (laughs) Okay. And so his (laughs) intention was to be able to launch himself high enough into the atmosphere to be able to get visual confirmation that the Earth is indeed flat. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, 
this last weekend, uh, he launched himself off in one of his homemade rockets. I don't know if you saw the video of it or not. No, I didn't. So when he launched himself, uh, one of his parachutes like fell uh-huh. out of the rocket. Oh, no. And so you can see, and it was actually about a half mile away, the rocket just went straight up and then it went straight down and just crashed oh into the ground. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the parachute ripped off at launch. Uh, so the rocket went straight up in an arc and came straight down. Uh, the video appears to show the launcher attached to the back of a truck. Uh, let's see. So they're gonna. So the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office will be conducting an investigation of the incident. Uh, so yeah, this guy has done a lot of uh, different, oh, uh, you know, uh, daredevil stunts and stuff like that. But, has he uh, ever had a, a successful rocket launch before? He's done several things. So uh, it looks like he was noted uh, noted for uh, he jumped a Lincoln Town Car stretch lim- limousine 103 <laughs> feet at a speedway in Paris, California. <laughs> uh, this stunt was certified by Guinness World Records as the longest limousine ramp jump. So he was an actual like daredevil. daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the silver hair. So I want to know. Okay. I understand that, yeah, this is a little sad and all that stuff, but how does one become a daredevil but also a flat earther? I don't know. <laughs> I don't very... Yeah, it seems like you should be either one or the other, right? <laughs> that's very Yeah, that's, odd. A, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, it says that the silver-haired daredevil later took to trying to prove that the earth was flat and building rockets in a quest to launch himself past the Kármán line, which is the boundary between Earth's atmosphere and outer space. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, if you really are sick and twisted like me, go and watch the video because you can actually see the whole thing from start to end. Oh my and gosh. the people, I mean, you do, it's, it's like a half mile away where it crashes. So you don't uh-huh. see like anything gruesome, but, uh, yeah. my word, just to see the people's reaction as they watch that rocket, just go to the oh ground. I mean, gosh. yeah. Yeah. That's, so, it, it, okay. That's sad. Number one. But, but the thing is, I want to know if he got confirmation, man. <laughs> I guess the, we'll the, never know, huh? I guess that's, you know, <laughs> I mean, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Because, I, uh, I guess the only thing that was flat afterwards was his rocket. Oh, but, man, you did it. You did it. You went there. You went there. Oh, man. I'm sorry, boys and girls. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess if like, moral of the story is if you want to, if you, if you need to know something, I guess uh go out and 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 find out for yourself yeah build yourself a better <laughs> rocket oh man that's that's absolutely crazy i've got another one here let's let's uh let's lighten the mood a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> i was going to i was actually going to save this one till later on when we talk about our stuff on the horizon uh, but let's let's talk about it now because last week you talked about uh uh last episode you talked about how they were gonna be doing the venomized Funko Pops. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on, but the venomized theme is is pretty popular right now because Hasbro has unveiled a new venomized themed line of action figures okay did you hear about this i i i know hasbro came out with a ton of stuff from the toy fair so i i didn't get to see that but i I did get to see uh some of the other stuff they're doing but uh yeah go ahead and tell me more about this. so this this one was really cool so you're definitely you're you're gonna be getting a captain america a hulk miles morales and ghost spider as well as new versions of iron man and venom himself that's cool Super cool, yeah. man! I saw the venomized Captain America. Oh man, it looks so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, some of these are really 
freaking awesome, man. So I've got the Venomized Captain America Funko Pop on my desk at work. Okay, so you did so get it. That, I did, yeah, I ended cool. up getting it, and then, yeah, it's it's awesome. awesome. So yeah, I'd like to see that action figure. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so now you're probably going to have to go out and get this one. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, and so it's going to be coming out uh, later this year, I believe. I can't remember. I didn't. I think I wrote it down, but it didn't make it on my page. Maybe I wrote it down because I was writing out some notes, but it didn't make it on my printed page here. Uh, but, yeah, was, I'm sorry I don't have dates for you guys, but look it up, Google it, and it should tell you. Pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, that that actually is the last uh, last thing that I've got. Do you got anything else? I've got one last story here. Uh, are you familiar with the comedian Mike Berbiglia? No, I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think so. So no. he's got a comedy routine called "Sleepwalk with Me." Okay, I highly recommend everybody listen to it because he struggles with a disorder called REM behavior disorder. Okay, and in this, um, what is that? So in it is acting out your dreams. Essentially, <laughs> is you this, have what you're doing right here, right? Yes, right yes. Here. I'm living my dreams. <laughs> um, so, but essentially, you people, and I both, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> so, people with REM behavior disorder have a deficiency of serotonin, which is the okay. chemical that your brain uses to communicate to your body, uh, especially when you're dreaming, saying, "Hey, I'm just dreaming about riding uh-huh. a bicycle. I'm not really riding a bicycle right now." Oh, so you actually like kick, yeah, kick yeah. your legs? So, uh, Mike Berbiglia, <laughs> he was in a second-story hotel room. And he had a dream that somebody launched a missile at him and he jumped through his hotel window uh, to get away from it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I was diagnosed with REM behavior disorder some years ago. Okay. Uh, I've Your poor wife. I know. Yeah. She can tell stories, man. Uh, So I have- Okay, let's uh, call her really quick. (laughs) Just one story. Uh, So one night I dreamt that our house was on fire. Oh, no. And I grabbed all of the blankets off the bed, wrapped myself in them, and I ran down the hall. <laughs> and she, uh, she oh. I got back to bed, and she was like, what was that about? I was like, sorry, I dreamt that the house was on fire. And she's like, well, I'm glad that you would save the blankets and leave me here. <laughs> I was like, you can't, you can't hold me accountable for my subconscious mind. Come on. Oh, that's hilarious. So uh, I got a my story here. My wife does it all the time. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a story here. Uh, so on Tuesday, Jenna Evans was on a high speed train that was racing down the tracks, her fiance by her side. When some bad guys appeared, she said there was only one way to protect her 2.4 carat diamond engagement ring. Swallow it. So that's what Evans did. I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth and swallowed it with a glass of water. Evans said, Oh my gosh. Then she woke up. Oh, so this was a dream. Yes. Oh, my God. But she really did it. Evans was relieved on oh. Wednesday morning that the whole episode was just had just been a vivid, bizarre dream that she told was very James Bond. That is, until she realized her engagement ring was no longer on her oh finger. Oh, my gosh. Evans, who has a history of sleepwalking, soon realized that while the bad guys <laughs> and the high-speed train had all been, a snooze, been her snoozing subconscious, the consumption of her engagement ring was not. Oh, man. When I woke up in the morning, there was no ring on my finger. I couldn't help but laugh at it, and then I had to wake my fiancé up and tell him that I had swallowed my engagement ring. <laughs> Evan said on Facebook she had to Google if adults often swallow rings. Oh it turns gosh. out children more commonly do it. Well, I, okay, number one, that is not the first thing that I would Google. 
I would probably be like, okay, will it hurt to pass a diamond ring? I'd be, yeah, getting some uh, Metamucil and fiber consult crackers. A, consult a doctor. Eh? Am I going to hurt something when it comes out? Uh, it says that Evans went to an urgent care clinic where doctors decided against letting the ring pass naturally oh, through the 29-year-old system. There's the answer. And instead referred her to a gastroenterologist. <laughs> Uh, GI promptly performed an upper end, end ooh, an upper endoscopy, oh. which is the insertion of a small camera mm-hmm. and device down someone's throat. Evans wrote that she began to cry as she signed the release forms for the upper endoscopy, fearing she would die during the procedure and not get to fulfill a different dream, marrying oh. her fiance Bobby. Oh man! I waited a long time for that damn engagement ring, and I will marry Bobby. How? Damn it! Evans wrote. Doctors found the engagement ring in Evans' intestines. This is a family show. Dang it! (laughs) I'm just reading what she wrote. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Doctors found the engagement ring in Evans' intestines, just beyond her stomach. Evans said her fiance returned the ring to her on Thursday. Bobby finally gave my ring back this morning. I promise not to swallow it again. We're still getting married and all is right in the world. (laughs) Barring any further (laughs) snacking, Evans and Howell plan to get married in May of 2020. (laughs) I am so grateful that everybody can laugh about it because it truly is a very funny story. Oh, man, that's hilarious. That's That's the show title of this episode. Hitchhiker's Guide to Passing a Diamond Ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The thing that, okay, so people laugh about REM behavior disorder, but I'll tell you right now, it's actually scary. Like, I'll hallucinate that oh there are gosh. demons and stuff like that oh in the gosh. room. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'll oh wake up gosh. and I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, man, there were demons in here. She'll be like, ha, 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 demons. I'm like, no, it's scary. It sucks. <laughs> so I, I recognize the oh, panic man. that she went through. She yeah. probably felt some genuine uh-huh. panic, like she yeah. was about to get mugged and did something very desperate. And so, yeah, I, uh... I really feel for people like her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay, I got to know. What's, what else, what is the craziest thing you've done with <laughs> Um, that was one thing that I've done. Um, I have dreamt that our bed was on like a lake of ice that the ice started breaking and I've, uh, I, I screamed and I said, get up, get up, get up, get up. And my wife has no idea what's going on. So we both jump out of bed and then I stand there and look confused. Um, (laughs) I've, I've walked into the bathroom and, and I, I wake up and I'm studying myself in the mirror, uh, uh, for no other reason than I'm just doing it. Um, what the heck? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, a lot of times if the ceiling fan, uh-huh. sometimes I'll mistake it for some sort of demon that's hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> um, I'm sitting, you're sitting here laughing about it, but it's so it's, true. It's you're like, like, I'm absolutely terrified <laughs> and I'm just laughing. So uh, right after my wife and I were married, uh, you know how they tell you don't go to bed angry? Okay. I found out really quickly that that's a bunch of bull. Okay. Uh, because, you know, you have an argument right before bed. So uh-huh. we did. And we were like, let's just call a truce and address it again in the and morning. And you slept like a baby. Well, no. no. <laughs> so we uh, were sitting there asleep and I started having a dream that we were on our honeymoon on a cruise ship. Uh-huh. And they had just thrown everybody's luggage all over the top deck of the cruise ship. Oh. And it was such a mess that you couldn't even walk through it. And so in my dream, I put my arm around her and said, how are we going to work our way through this? Uh-huh. Which I did in real life as well. Okay. And so she cuddled up to me thinking, oh, he wants She's to talk like, about oh, it. Oh, he's awesome. He's amazing. And in my dream, I got frustrated and I shoved her and said, oh, forget about it. Oh 
which I did in real life too. <laughs> so she's like, "What? Dude, this guy's bipolar? It's, it is the worst thing in the world. I I wouldn't wish it on anybody because it, it gives it gives everybody else but me entertainment. So that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, you don't have that. You said that was your last. Yeah, one. Yeah, right? that was my last one. All right. I think uh, we can go on to our backseat driver segment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Did you, did you, do you know where we're going? Yes. Okay, but are you, you didn't ask Siri. Yes, I don't need to. Uh, how do you, how do you know where we're going? Because I go here all the time. Uh, okay. Well, the, okay, slow, slow down. You're getting no. too close to that car. Jordan, you I know how to drive. I got my license. Barely. But you go into the, okay, well, barely. You, we barely do a lot of things. We, we gotta stores. turn here. No, turn I don't. Here. No, turn, I'm going turn, the other way. No, turn. no, Dad, don't be a backseat driver. All right, we appreciate a word from our sponsors. So now let's go ahead and jump right into backseat drivers. What you got? All right, so uh, I posted this on our uh, Facebook group on uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I said, uh, "Great, uh, <laughs> great idea on Valentine's Day." Yes. By the way, just saying that got me in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. You big goof. What'd you do that for? Um so I said uh in honor of Valentine's Day, have you ever had a crush on a cartoon slash comic slash video game character? Uh which turned into because I had to go back later and edit it, it turned into a bunch of hormonal women of a certain age posting pictures of their favorite marvel actors. I guess I I guess I started it though. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Cuz you're a hormonal woman of a certain age. <laughs> All right. Oh man, yeah, cuz cuz I went and I was like I was like, okay, are we talking about like comic books or are we talking about the actors who play the comic book character? Right. And so, then I and then I made a big mistake and uh posted a meme with uh Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> As uh, Black Widow. Yeah. It got me in a whole lot of trouble. I'm sure it did. I slept on the couch that night. Yeah, I posted an actual uh, video game character, so uh, <laughs> joke's on you. So, yeah, for all of these uh, these delightful women who posted uh, these pictures, I'm just going to say the comic character okay. because they didn't uh, correct themselves. So, uh, Holly Burns has an affinity for Captain America, although her... Uh, Response was of uh, Chris Evans splitting the log in uh, in Age of Ultron. Uh, I my, do that all the time. My mom, bless her heart, she posted Mario. Um, That's awesome. Let's see. Uh, Candace Holmes Hernandez posted Aladdin, uh, which was interesting because my uh, my buddy Troy from work he posted Jasmine. Okay. So uh, Candace also posted uh, Ant Man. And the Incredible Hulk, and uh, Chanel Ward, uh, she said, "Super sexy man." I mean, sexy Superman. Uh, again, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, my wife chose Dimitri from Anastasia. Uh, okay. She says mostly. I think it was I. It was a crush on his hair. Also, John Cusack voices his character, which made Dimitri even more attractive. That's why she married you, because you got a nice yeah. head of hair, right? Yeah, that's there right. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, our friend uh, Erica Higley, she uh, she did Flynn, Flynn Rider. Uh, so you got you got to read what I said about about your wife's. You got to read the comment. Uh, yeah, said. you said kind of looks like a hunky version of Nate. <laughs> oh wait, LOL, JK. Which uh, yeah, my my gift response to that one was a lot of fun. Uh, 
So, uh, so Joey, I know you kind of laughed at it, but was there ever a cartoon or comic or video game character that you just found attractive? No, you know what? Not even Bugs Bunny when he was wearing a dress. No, oh, I, you know I. So I I did first comment this. I was like, I was like, really though, this is this is a bit odd. I don't <laughs> think I ever had a crush on a comic book or animated character. I, I, I thought it was really weird. All right. Well. Uh, but, I mean, okay. But if I'm going to uh, kind of uh, state the obvious. Yeah. Um, How about, um, what's her name from uh, Roger Rabbit? Um, oh, I yeah. Think, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the obvious one. Yeah, right? that's a really Jessica good one. Jessica Rabbit. Sure. So, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to say that I was attracted to her, but, I mean, Jessica Rabbit. She's a sex symbol. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, mine actually came along at a very important time in my life when I was playing uh, Super Street Fighter oh, okay. 2. All right. I'm glad you said you were playing a game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's Cammy White from the Street Fighter okay. games. She, okay. uh, yeah, she wears that one piece uh, outfit. Uh, <laughs> she wears the heck out of that thing. Oh, man. So, I better not see your wife wearing that for <laughs> Halloween this year. <laughs> Our family is not going to hang out together that day. Just saying. <laughs> oh, it can't be the worst thing we've seen on Halloween. Oh my gosh, right. I was, right. All right. I think there was a couple of different times that I've taken you places where your whole family's seen a couple of things <laughs> during Halloween, and I'm sorry. Sorry about that. That's fine. <laughs> All right, man. That's pretty cool. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, we got to keep uh, busting these out. I think we should just like do a a question a day or something so yeah like, maybe so that we can have like a plethora of things to like choose from uh so we can have a lot of material yeah um, yeah uh, anyway what do we got next we've got i think we got road trip next road right Road trip and uh you're gonna bring the fun right yes all right are we there yet no are we there yet no are we there yet are you little all right, so uh, it's my turn to bring a, bring a quiz this week. So, uh, you know, last week you asked me uh, how brave I was. <laughs> um, we've we've gone over which uh, sci-fi villain are you? I think we're we're just really scratching the surface of some of the deepest questions you learn okay. on a road trip, right? Like, where do we come from? Why are we here? <laughs> and I thought uh, this was like where we played like the license plate game. Well, no, but I'm getting to that. Okay. So, okay. you know, just deep questions like that. You know, where did, we, where did we come from? Why are we here? And how many five-year-olds could I take in a fight? <laughs> okay. So we are going to find out, Joey, how many five-year-old kids you could take in a fight. I can't take any. They're all stronger than I am. All right. So <laughs> these 12 questions will test how you can do against five-year-old kids before they catch you. <laughs> the rules are... Okay. One, we are assuming you are in an enclosed area half the size of a soccer field. Okay. Two, no weapons. Three, Darn. no kicks to the groin. Oh. Four, the children have no fear. Ugh. Five, if a child is knocked out, then he or she is out. It's the same for you. Okay. Ready to play? Okay, let's do it. All right. What is your body type? A, obese. I love fast foods. Pretty much. B, overweight. I can't exercise too often. Uh, C, average. I only buy a hamburger once a week. <laughs> D, slim. I don't crave fast foods. Or E, muscular. I go to the gym often. 
I'm gonna say the last one. No, no, it's probably gonna be A. A obese. I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm obese. Oh, At least that's I, what the I, doctor I, told me last well, week. All right. According to these stinking American doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Two. How long can your arms reach? Okay. A under three point two five feet. B about three point two five feet. <laughs> Are we or, supposed to measure? Do I need to get the measure? I tape? just kind of eyeball it. Or <laughs> C, over 3.25 feet. Well, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> uh, let's give you about 3.25 okay, feet. Let's do that. That seems about right. How tall are you? I'm 5'9. Five 5'9. Nine. Five nine. Yeah, that's about that. Yeah. Okay. How is your balance? A, I can't or have difficulty balancing on one leg. B, average. Or C, excellent. I think I'm pretty good. I mean, you know, I mean, I got a counterweight up front, call my belly. All right. So you want to say average or excellent? <laughs> let's uh, let's say average, just average? to be fair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. All right. How high can you kick? <laughs> Hold on just a second. I don't, th- I don't think I can count. I, I can kick very high. I got to I gotta get past the belly, especially when, when my first answer was obese. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I can't kick very high. Uh, I I have a problem or a broken leg. Uh, B, I don't know. Uh, C, not very high. I can barely kick two feet. Uh, D, average, about three feet. Uh, e, high, over three feet. I can... I was, I was, let's say average. Average? I can kick about okay. two or three uh, feet. About three yeah, feet? that's not... Alright. Uh how let's see, we've already gone over how tall you are, so you are Um somewhat average, five foot to six foot. Okay. Okay. Uh how old are you? I'm a kid myself. <laughs> B teen, thirteen to seventeen. C young adult, eighteen to thirty. Uh D adult thirty one to forty nine. Yep, that's, that's you right there, huh? Yep, that's me. You're not old or retired. Nope. All right. Nope. Do you have experience in martial arts? A, never heard of it. B, I don't know. C, none. I can't even spin while kicking. Uh, D, a bit. I only know the basics. E, I learned when I went to Japan. Or E, I'm highly skilled. I have a black belt. So is this before or after I watch a martial arts movie? Let's say after, just to give you more more five year olds that you can beat up. Um, about average. Average. Yeah, let's say average. So a bit. I only know the basics. Yeah, let's say that. Okay. To... All right. In your lifetime, how many fights have you been in, and how many have you won? Oh my god. A. None. B. One. I lost. C. One. I won. D. A few. I didn't win much. E, a few, I won them quite often. F, a lot, but I nearly always lost. Or G, a lot, and I win them all. I have the power. Um, what is the one where it says I, I a few, but I won most? I think uh, a few, I won them quite often. There you go. Okay. Because uh, I've only gotten, like, honestly, like two. <laughs> And I'm very bad, and I don't like to let people talk. Okay. I just kind of just throw my fists. I'm kind of bad at that. Uh, <laughs> number nine. <laughs> in, unless you want to keep talking. <laughs> right, there you go. All right. <laughs> number nine. 
Have you ever been trampled? Um, no. No. I've never been trampled. All right. No. Uh, number 10, do you fight dirty? Oh, always. Okay. Always. No, I'm just kidding. 11, how would you feel that you were fighting children? <laughs> A, it's wrong. That's so horrible. B, neutral. <laughs> there we go. C, horrible. I don't care. <laughs> or D, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I'm going to say it's horrible, man. So that's wrong. It's completely wrong. You never know. (laughs) All right. Number 12. I love this question. Number 12. Would you pick up a child and use it as a weapon? (laughs) A. I thought that was against the rules. B. No. C. If he or she attacked me first. Or D. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to say B says no, right? I'm not going to pick up a kid and use it as a weapon. All right. I have, for some reason I feel like you would answer these completely different from what I am. <laughs> All right, so I am submitting your score right now. Okay. All right. Let's, Let's see. Get, should we get a drum roll? Sure, go ahead and do <laughs> Go ahead and do a drum roll here. All right. Your result, Joey, is 20 children. Okay. Uh what does this mean? Not bad for a person like you, slightly above average. So I could take 20 children all at once or one at a time? Uh, it, it's all at once. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's going to take 20 kids to, to to knock you out. Okay. So there you go. So you, dude, that you is can completely... proudly proclaim to the world that you can take on 25-year-olds. That's completely wrong. That's not 25-year-olds. That's 20 space 5-year-olds. <laughs> that's completely wrong. <laughs> Because I can barely take my two-year-old. <laughs> he dev like when I'm like searching under the couch for a toy that he just threw. Yeah, I think he does it on purpose because I go and I crouch down and I'm looking right, and he comes and jumps on my back. Yeah, and I have to like, and it's like with the force of that kid, man, <laughs> I fall to the ground on all like flat. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck, this kid. Like, he totally, like, set me up. He, like, threw it under there, and he jumped on me. I'm like, this guy, he's, like, calculated, man. Yeah, you know, that's one thing the <laughs> quiz didn't say if the kids had any martial arts abilities, huh? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, they're crazy, man. They... I'm calling foul. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, man. That was really fun. Um, all right, what do we got next? We've got... Is it, is it bringing us to what's on the horizon yeah. already? Yeah. All right, well, let's... Let's see what's on the horizon. All right. Uh, so since uh, March 6th was talked about on the last episode, so uh, movies coming out on the 13th of March, uh, you've got My Spy uh, featuring uh, Dave Bautista. That's on my list. Is it? All right. And then Bloodshot featuring Vin Diesel. That's another one on my list. All right. Yeah. And then The Hunt. Uh, this one, had they have tried to release it multiple times. Um, they're finally releasing it on the 13th of March. Uh, the reason why they haven't been able to release it in the past is every single time that they try to release it, there's a mass uh-huh. shooting somewhere in the United States. Oh, my gosh. Really? And, yeah. And they choose not to release it. So... Uh, cross your fingers, boys and girls, that there's not another mass shooting in the United oh States gosh, so they yeah. can release this movie. At least from here till March 13th, right? Right. When they release this. Good grief. And, and what's crazy is this is going to be Friday the 13th. Yeah. These are all being released. Yeah. 
So let's go ahead. And I've got another one here on the list that you didn't mention is The Informer. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one's really cool. It, it's got Joel Kinnaman, uh, Roseman Pike, uh, Common, Clive Owen. Um, and it's it's actually really when – when I read this, it, it intrigued me a whole lot. And, and a lot of uh, movies with Joel Kinnaman, in, in always, he's always this kind of uh, special ops type of soldier guy. Um, he does very well in those kind of roles. Um, so – Reformed criminal and former special ops soldier Pete Coslow, in order to free himself from jail and return to his wife and daughter, has been working undercover for crooked FBI handlers to infiltrate the Polish mob's uh, drug trade in New York. In a final step towards freedom, Coslow must return to the one place he's fought so hard to leave, Bell Hill Prison where his mission becomes a race against time when a drug deal goes wrong and threatens to identify him as a mole. Mm. Super cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I like Clive Owen. I uh, I've always said yeah. that I've got I've got a man crush on my on Clive <laughs> Owen and Daniel Craig in oh, that man. I would love to play pool with those dudes or just hang out and watch sports. Like I bet you they are really, really cool guys to hang out with. Poor choice of words. Like, no, it's no, like it's like it's like a man crush. It's not like full on love or anything. It's like, dude, I just want to watch a soccer game with you. I bet you <laughs> right. you're really cool to hang out with. All right, sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, shoot then, 'em up is one of my all time yes. favorite movies. Oh, I man, love it's that. So movie. cheesy. It's so yeah, cool. yeah. And then Children of Men too. Yes, so cool. <clears throat> All right, let's go ahead. Uh, do you have the synapses for My Spy? There, you want me to read it there? Yeah, go, oh, ahead, go ahead and read it if you would like. Uh, so this has uh, Dave Bautista, Ken Jeong, and Kristen Schaal. Uh, My Spy follows JJ, a hardened CIA operative, uh, played by Bautista, who has been uh, demoted and finds himself at the mercy of a precocious nine-year-old girl named Sophie, uh, where he has been sent undercover begrudgingly to surveil her family. When Sophie discovers hidden cameras in her apartment, she uses her tech savviness to locate where the surveillance operation is set. In exchange for not blowing JJ's cover, Sophie convinces him to spend time with her and teach her to be a spy. Uh, despite his reluctance, JJ finds he is no match for Sophie's disarming charm and wit. So, I thought this was cool, and he got you know Ken, Ken Jong in there. Yeah. Oh man, it, I th- it's gonna be a silly, fun movie. Yeah, it's reminiscent. What was that movie with Vin Diesel where he was a Navy SEAL that had to watch oh. those kids? <laughs> yeah, I forget what they what the heck were those called. I can't I remember, what but they but it it sounds all very similar to that. Yeah, it it kind of does. It kind of does. Um, Bloodshot. Uh, you, do you know a little bit about Bloodshot? I've seen the graphic novel a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. I, but I don't know a whole lot of the story and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's got a pretty big cast and this, I have only heard about it the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those ones that I've been on, kind of on the fence about. I really was like, okay, cool. I really want a Bloodshot movie. And when I heard Vin Diesel mm-hmm. was going to be, I was like, uh, I don't know. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, that's, a total Vin Diesel movie, yeah, the yeah. way they're making it. Um, but uh, here is the uh, the plot based on uh, best or uh, best selling comic book. Vin Diesel stars as Ray Garrison, a soldier recently killed in action and brought back to life as the superhero Bloodshot by the RST Corporation. With an army of nanotechnology in his veins, he's an unstoppable force, stronger than ever, and able to heal instantly. But in controlling his body, the company has sway over his mind and memories, too. Uh, now Ray doesn't know what's real and what's not. 
but he's on a mission to find out. Looks like he's got REM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm definitely probably gonna watch this one. May not be in the theaters. I'll probably yeah. wait until it comes out digital and DVD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, it it sounds to me like another Riddick movie, kind of. Just yeah. and, and I'm sure they're probably gonna play it off. <laughs> I really like, that. like Riddick, dude. Riddick was uh, Riddick is 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 one of my favorites out there. I could take it or leave it. I I don't know. Maybe it's just something I have against Vin Diesel because I I really I've never really liked anything he's he has been the main star of. Like okay, um, you, you know, don't like Fast and the Furious, man, all twenty of them. Yeah, well, the first one was was <laughs> okay, but yeah, it got a little bit tiring after a while. <laughs> okay, uh, the hunt. Here's the hunt. Um, so you got Ike Barinholtz, which is kind of cool. Emma Roberts, Justin Hartley. Uh, Glenn Howerton, Amy Magadan, and uh, Betty Gilpin. So, 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know uh, they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Yes. Very vague, but kind of not really. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> the trailers for it? No, I haven't. It's pretty obvious that they're being hunted. and Kind of cool. Dude. And uh, Hillary Swank is kind of the CEO of the organization that makes it possible for people to hunt one another and everything like that. And and like I said, I, I'm trying to remember, y'all, it was back in the... I can't remember, and it's really sad that I have to say this, I can't remember which mass shooting was the one that caused this movie to be pulled from theaters the first time. So how long ago did this? Did they have this one? This has been sitting on the shelf for a while, at least a year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's, wow. they've been waiting to release this one for a while. Every time they, re- they want to release it, some there's some other mass shooting in the U.S., and they're like, well, we can't release it this weekend because, yeah, you right. know. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of the culture we live in now where, you know, they they can't even make crazy campy movies because it's the reality we live in. Yeah. So. You got any any more movies? uh, Not that are coming to theaters, no. So check this one out. I want you to read that one there. All right. This one seems really, really cool. All right. So this is. uh, Vivarium. Vivarium. All right. Uh, We got Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Imogen Poots, uh, Jonathan Aris. Uh, and other people that I'm not familiar with. So uh, Tom and Gemma uh, are looking for the perfect home when a strange real estate agent takes them to Yonder, a mysterious suburban neighborhood of identical houses. Tom and Gemma can't leave quick enough, but when they try to exit the labyrinth-like housing development, each road takes them back to where they started. Soon they realize their search for a dream home has plunged them into a terrifying nightmare in this tout thriller filled with white knuckle suspense. You just start laughing. <laughs> I just, I do. I thought it sounded so cool, dude. Stuck in suburbia. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, I was when I saw this, I was like, okay, I'll give this one a chance. And, and as I read it, I was like, okay, this is totally up my alley. Doesn't sound like it's up your alley. No, I just I I don't know. I I'm trying to. I've seen that premise before, where the people are stuck in some sort of yeah, purgatory. Some kind or of, yeah, and, some kind of yeah, ground, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what else do you have? Uh, so I got movies that are going to be released on uh, Blu-ray and digital. Okay. Uh, on March 10th, we've got Uncut Gems. Uh, that's the uh, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, Bombshell, which is the uh, is, did that one release on where Where did they release that one? Was uh, it on Netflix? Uncut Gems? Yeah. That was in theaters. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, Bombshell, which is the story of the women who were working at Fox News that uh, brought down, uh, uh, what's his name, that couldn't keep his hands to himself. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them <laughs> over there. Uh, Charlie's Angels is coming out. And Sweet. Uh, so that's, that one, right? no. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I just can't sit and watch Kristen Stewart not oh. smile for two hours. It bugs me. Uh, I know you're a fan of the Twilight movies, so oh yeah, uh, so mm-hmm. uh, you know I can't uh, such a fan. <laughs> hey, you admitted it. You said it was your guilty pleasure. Uh, oh, you remember that? Huh? Yes, I do. I I got an, ele- an elephant's memory, Joey. All right. Oh man. Uh, and then spies in disguise. So uh, Will Smith is a pigeon. Uh, <laughs> what? Didn't you is see it... the the trailers for that? No, is it an animated film? Well, or... no, well, he's a spy that becomes a pigeon. Oh. No, yeah, like, like an like live action. No, no, it's it's animated. Okay, yeah, uh, Tom Holland is the is one of the voices. Okay, okay, yeah, I I, I would um, say that's dude. He's not like he's not that desperate yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It, there's been a couple of things he's done lately that I'm like, really, Will? What's going on with you? All right, uh, March seventeenth, we've got Jumanji: The Next Level. Okay. Uh, this is really cool. Uh, DC Animated uh, uh, Features is releasing Superman Red Sun. Okay. And there is yeah. a special edition with a Red Sun action figure. Oh. So that's it's, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sweet. Uh, the Richard Richard Jewell, the uh, Clint Eastwood movie about the guy that uh, that found the bomb at the '96 Atlanta Olympics. Okay. Uh, and then that's the, gonna be interesting. Yeah. I don't no? know. I'm I'm getting a little bit tired of the Clint Eastwood movies. Like they're getting okay. a little bit. Is he gonna star in it? No, but it's one of his ones okay. that he directed. Like the last one he did that I really, really liked was Gran Torino. Since then yeah. they've just kind of gotten I don't know, just tiring. They're exhausting. <laughs> like you can feel as exhausted as he is in all of his movies. <laughs> Uh, and then also on March 17th, this is really cool. Uh, they are releasing 4K versions of all of the uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. So starting at nice. Casino Royale, uh, working your way up, they're going to have 4K versions of all of those. Okay, so. so who's your favorite 007? Oh, it's definitely Daniel Craig. Yeah. I really wasn't that interested in those movies until he started starring in them. I I, yeah. I remember uh, watching Casino Royale a bazillion times uh, yeah. uh, when I was going through my initial training in the military. Uh, that movie had been released on like uh, DVD and everything like yeah. that at the time. I had one of the first uh, PSPs that had the little tiny discs with the movies and everything. And I, I had uh, Casino Royale on that. Yeah. I watched a uh, hundred times. So you're not a Piers Brosnan. Not really. <laughs> no. And, and no, I really was like, I've gone back and watched them. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah Sean Connery was good <laughs> and stuff, but uh, yeah, Daniel Craig is just, that guy is yeah, cool. He, I think he did very well. I think he definitely uh, took it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I told you yeah. he's my man crush. I would like to, <laughs> I'd like to watch a game with him. I bet you he's a really cool guy to hang out with and play pool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. And you need to see Knives Out, Joey, so that I, you can I, feel I the same it. way about Daniel. What Craig is that one coming out on DVD? It's out. Is it already? Yeah. You know what it is? I, I had to work today and I, and I saw it on the shelves. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to probably uh, talk to my wife and say, hey, I need to get this on digital. I just go to my uh, Prime and uh, and purchase it. It's we'll it's amazing. You will like it a lot. I promise. Cool. All right. Uh, do you got anything else? I've got some comic books. If you want to talk about some comic awesome, books. yeah, that's that's all. That I mean, there's a bunch of uh, Blu-rays and stuff coming out, but these are the ones that yeah. I felt were most you know noteworthy. So I I literally only have two comic books that I've noticed here in uh, in the month of March. 
that's coming out that I've noticed that I uh I have obviously I've got a, a a ton of books that are in my pool coming out in March. Um but these are the ones that I do not have that I was intrigued and I was like, "Hmm, should I?" But uh my pool <laughs> I just kind of like cleared out my pool list not not too long ago cuz I was like, "Okay, I'm not reading this one, not reading this one. I'm not kept up on this one. I've got like four of these books and I haven't read it, so I got to clear it out." I'm I'm kind of doing this thing where if I have uh, comic books in my pool list that I haven't read and or I've already got them in my collection now that I haven't read at least two or three books, mm-hmm. I'll clear it out and I say, okay, I'm not going to buy anymore because they're just going to continue uh, money that should be put somewhere else. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm just don't want them to sit around if I'm not going to read them because I'm a reader before I'm a collector. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do here. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of like rethinking these ones here, but this one is uh. 2020 Iron Age number one. So the robot revolution rages on, but uh, as the fighting escalates and convictions are put to the test, is everyone committed to their cause or is there more going on than meets the eye? Don't miss out on this collection of epic adventures from both sides of the conflict featuring Machine Man, Dr. Uh, Shapiro, and Alchema. Uh, I, that, hopefully that's the way you say it. From the legend, uh, Tom DeFalco and Nick Roche, uh, Christopher Cantwell and Matt Hork, uh, tons of tons of cool people on this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so I thought that one was really cool. Um, I really wanted to check that one out. And then we got a really cool one here, um, called uh, Artemis and Assassin Number One. This one is uh for a price uh for a price a top secret assassin organization will travel through time and interfere with watershed moments. Trained as the agency's top assassin, Maya is sent to kill Virginia Hall, the deadliest spy of World War Two. Changed uh charged with carrying important plans about the invasion of Normandy to the Allied troops, Virginia's death would have a cataclysmic effect on World War Two as we know it. Uh, this one is written by Stephanie Phillips and uh, art by uh, Megan Hedrick and Francesca Fatini. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. I thought that a very interesting uh, storyline. Yeah. There, I thought yeah. It was. Like, I like alternate history things. Those are always fun to read. Uh, I've got a few for the month of March. Uh, okay. It's so uh, for March 11th, uh, cable number number one. Uh, the Dawn of Rebellion. Cable was a grizzled old veteran of the wars to save the future, and he will be again. But for now, he's a young mutant living in paradise, leading a life of adventure. Nathan Summers, son of two of the most powerful mutants on Krakoa, has a destiny leading the youth of mutant kind in rebellion. So why not start now? So it's the, the adventures of young Cable. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I'm excited about that. I, I really read a lot of Cable for some reason when I was in Germany in 2009, 2010. I read oh, a yeah? lot of Cable while I was there. Uh, I don't know why Cable appealed to me so much then, uh-huh. but yeah, I, I, I like this uh, this setup. I'm excited for it. That's really cool. Uh, then also on the 11th, you've got Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one uh, from Marvel. Uh, while the battle between the Rebellion and the Empire raged in the stars, the darker corners of the Star Wars universe belong to the bounty hunters. Uh, 
Let's see. This one is in my pull list. Right oh, is now. it? Yeah, All right. I totally put it in there. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm excited about this one. I I, I like the uh, the idea of it that they you know these are the peripheral yeah. characters. We're going to talk about the about that. So you got to get a pull list, man. At, at, at Monster, I do. I do. <laughs> I need to have money first. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then this one it stood out to me. Uh, this is from Action Labs Comics. Uh, okay. It's a horror comic called Sweetheart Number One. Uh, being hunted is an everyday risk in Ellicott City, and the town itself is designed to make life comfortable for its citizens while being actively stalked by the eerie, insatiable creatures that live among them. But when Ben is chosen by one of the creatures near his home, his mother struggles to cope with the certainty of her son's death. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, And then, because I know you follow it. Oh, again. Again, really. Vampirella and Red Sonia, number seven, are coming out on March 11th. And then uh, for March 18th, uh, this one looks really, really cool. Uh, It's from Dark Horse Comics. It's Starship Down, number one. Okay. A cultural anthropologist consults with U.S. Naval Intelligence to investigate the discovery of an extraterrestrial ship buried under the ice for thousands of years in Siberia. The meddling Russians, Vatican officials... The international media spotlight and her own insecurities all threaten her efforts to keep the fabric of society from crumbling. So I kind of, cool. yeah, yeah. Why is the I'm Vatican hooked. involved in this one? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm hooked. And then <laughs> I, I have absolutely got to get this one. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, Captain America number one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Captain yeah. America battles uh, Batroc in this new prequel to the upcoming video game Marvel's Avengers. Uh, since World War II, Steve Rogers has fought for the side of good as Captain America. As one of his last friends from the war is laid to rest, Cap must contend with the mysterious robbery of a high-tech weapons company. But what is Batroc the Leap the excuse me Batroc the Leaper planning, and how will this technology change the future of the Avengers? The journey to Marvel's Avengers continues with a mystery and an adventure that sets the groundwork for an inciting incident. I think that means exciting incident in the upcoming video game. Uh, and then uh, Spider-Woman number one from Marvel. Uh, Jessica Drew has been has not been feeling like herself lately. She's not a scroll, we promise. When the angry, irritable, and unwell Spider-Woman oh, takes a simple security gig to help get back on her feet... She finds herself besieged by unknown forces out to destroy everything around her. What's wrong with Jessica? Just how did she get this job? And who are these violent lunatics who keep trying to blow her up? Who cares? Does Spider-Woman <laughs> have someone to punch? That's all that matters. Oh, my gosh. Uh, really? So the, I'm looking at the who variant. Who wrote that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at the variant covers, though, on this uh-huh. one. And Morbius is, is a big figure on all the variant covers. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, this will be. I'm kind of excited for that one. That's cool. And then because I know you follow it, Again. and because it's on your pull list, and because you love it so much, no. On March 18th, Vampirella number nine is coming out, Joey. <laughs> oh man, no comment. No comment. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, do you have anything else? No, those are. Uh, that's everything I got. On All right. Horizon. All right. Cool. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about a ton of stuff that's coming out. Um. I think after after this, I think I'm going to kind of go scrounge around in the couch for some uh, change so that I can uh, go put it in the bank account and uh, buy knives out. Yes, <laughs> you, you should. I promise you it is a, it is an investment. You will really, really, really enjoy that movie. Okay, 
All right, that yeah. is, I, I, I'm going to do it. Yeah, behind <laughs> Endgame, it was my favorite movie of 2019. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. I really hope that they don't let us down with some of these, because, I mean, because they've been doing, a lot of the people who are in, in uh, Endgame, all the actors and stuff, you're like, what are they going to do next? Uh, just don't, I just really hope that they don't take a really bad role. Do little. <laughs> yeah. Do little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't discuss that. <laughs> Gee whiz. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, man. So what was your favorite part of the the episode this week? Oh, uh, watching you uh, unbox <laughs> your uh, your Batman uh, figure there, your yeah, Funko dude. Pop. This thing's way cool, dude. Thanks again. This is awesome. I can't. I, I, I'm, I, I'm almost like, should I take it out of the box? Because I'm not one of those guys who keeps the Funko Pops inside the box. Yeah. I, I take them out and then I line them up on my, on my mantle. Well, not my mantle, but my, my mantle in my, in my, uh, in my studio area. I like to, I like to put them out and kind of arrange them around me so I can look at them. Sometimes I put the, my favorite ones within reach so that I can grab them and play with them while right. I'm like editing and stuff like that. So I don't know, but the box is so cool looking I know. that I, I, I don't want to take it out. There's two kind of schools of thought with that one, too, because it's like they're hard to stack and organize without the boxes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my desk at work, it's it's dedicated primarily to Captain... Well, not primarily. It is 100% dedicated to my Captain America stuff. Uh-huh. And I feel bad because there are some figures that I feel should be closer to the front that I just can't put them... <laughs> now, I can't display them properly, yeah. so. Uh, do you yeah. have them out of the box? I do take them out of the box. Uh, yeah. On your desk, yeah. There, there are a couple of uh, figures that I, if I were to get them, I would keep them in the box mm-hmm. just because they're worth so much. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't have uh, any of the really valuable Captain America ones. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this one, this one's really cool, man. Thanks again. I appreciate yeah, you doing that. Yeah. You didn't have to do anything like that. That's really cool of you to do that. No, yeah, everybody has to get something on their birthday. Thank you. I, I had tons, man. Good. I had friends and family and. That's about all I need. Well, good. <laughs> all right, man. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate you coming by and hanging out with me, talking some geek stuff with me. Um, moral of the story is <laughs> don't swallow your rings <laughs> in the middle of the night, I guess. Yeah. No, just re- just want to remind everyone on the interstate of life, it's always a good idea to hit the brakes once in a while. All right. We're going to, we're, we're coming to a crawl. We're slowing down and it's, this, this is your stop. Got to get out of the pop culture mobile we'll see you guys later